Tony Soto Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tony Soto Show. I am Tony Soto. Our guest today is going to be Buck Angel. And remember, you can always watch me live every Tuesday at 12 uh, noon Pacific time on my Patreon. It's only $5 a month to support me making my nonsense in the comfort of my own home like a true recluse. Um, I hope that I am coming in loud and clear. I uh, I have been a little sick over the last couple of days. No, 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 no. Don't worry. It's not the COVID. It's not the monkeypox. She's well vaxxed on all of that. I think, truthfully, I had the common fucking cold. I think that's what I have. I think I have the common cold. And I'm going to tell you, y'all. This is what I've remembered. Do you remember back before the pandemic when we would go to work just sick as fuck? Like, you remember when it was fine just to like walk into your office and have like the literal flu and everyone be like, way to go, champ. Way to play through the pain. Do you remember those days? I mean, I was guilty uh, of it myself. I, you know, especially being like a freelance drag queen who you know makes her money gig to gig there were plenty of times that I was like I'm I'm sick but I'm not dead um that's changed that's changed we're done we're done with this listen it was like I I've been sick from probably the top of the chest up to my head just full of gunk and uh I couldn't even walk to my fucking kitchen and I live in a studio apartment my apartment ain't big it's three steps to the kitchen and I could not even, I was like, how the fuck did we used to do this? But, um, you know, it's, it's something to be said. I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that like we are experiencing sickness again. Well, I say this as someone who's not yet had the COVID because, you know, I'm not what? Poor. That's right. I'm not. I never have gotten the COVID. Oh, wait, I should preface this. Everyone's like, you should say um, that you know of because I could have been an asymptomatic murderer. Who knows? Listen, those were dark times. We don't know. But I have not like legitly been sick from COVID. And I have a relatively, you know, healthy life. And since the pandemic, I have been a recluse. So it's like, I'm not trying to like get all up in everybody's business. And oh, I remember when we used to spit in each other's mouths. Those were good days. And quite frankly, I do miss them, but not at what cost. You know what I mean? I do. I do miss getting spit in my mouth. Sure. Like I'm, a, I'm, I'm an adult person, but I'm going to say it's not really all that worth it anymore. And I don't, and now I'm trying to think about, like, oh, where did I get that cold? You know, like, you're always questioning, like, oh my God, who had the sniffles around me? Who can't I trust? Anyway, uh, what's happening in the world? What could possibly be happening in the world this last couple of days that has made everybody on the planet crazy, crazy, crazy? That's right. It's the Black Ariel. Uh, <laughs> you didn't think I was going to start with the Black Ariel, did you, everybody? That's right, because I am on the TikToks. You know what I mean? I'm on the TikToks, and they just released the trailer for uh, the new live action little mermaid show and people were making tiktoks of reaction videos of adorable little girls of color watching the little teaser trailer and reacting to seeing um ariel look like them and honestly 
I'm going to tell you, representation matters. It's important. Like the looks on these children's faces are, I mean, I'm a cold, dark-hearted bitch. You know, I am not maternal, don't really care that much about the children. And I'm going to tell you, that shit melted my heart because I was like, I don't know what it's like to like not be able to see myself everywhere. You know what I mean? Like at least my my overall skin tone, you know? And so to see that, and of course it is being met with all kinds of crazy nonsense right now because we have like these people who are like, scientifically, she couldn't be black. And it's like, y'all are stupid. Like, here's the thing. Why are we talking about scientifically? Mermaids don't exist, all right? They can be whatever fucking color they want. You know, my issue with the whole situation is, do we need everything to be live action? Do we need every character to look somewhat human? I'm going to tell you, I saw that Lion King. It looked dumb. It looked dumb. I watched the Lion King because you know what? They're realistic looking animals. They don't have lips. A hyena doesn't have lips. A lion doesn't have lips. I need lips. I want to see the words enunciated. I want to, you know, like... Disney, stick to cartoons. Stop this. You already fucked up Broadway. You already ruined Broadway. Like, we already got to watch every goddamn show that you've ever made into a cartoon on Broadway now. Like, do, do we need to see what Mrs. Potts looks like with real legs? Do we need to see that? No, we don't need to see that. We don't need to see what these fucking creatures and characters look like as human. That said, I'll watch it. But I'm probably not going to like it. And not for the reasons that the racists aren't going to like it. I just don't think that that is necessary um, to like make every single cartoon a live action thing. Just my opinion. Great that they're doing blind casting. Great that they're pushing the envelope. And if they're going to keep making these atrocities, they should at least have uh, everyone in the world represented. Everyone should be able to get be a princess. Everyone should get their princess moment. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm glad that they made like a main character uh, uh, from the past, like Ariel into a black princess, because if I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that the black princess in the New Orleans one was really a princess for that long. Didn't they turn her into a frog? Didn't they make her into a frog? Wasn't that the thing? Speaking of princesses, royalty. Oh, we're here folks. That's right. The queen is dead. The queen is dead. And I'm going to tell you, the only thing that I have really taken away from the queen being dead is that, A, we like the old lady and we don't want any of her creepy sons. Like, I, you can only show me Charles's hands so many times before I'm like, she's got no place in business or anything. And then, of course, Andrew and his kitty fiddling. And I don't know, has the Edward one done anything? I don't really know. I don't really know him. Is he the quieter one? Because he's like, I'm in no way going to be met with any royalty. Is he the Harry? I don't know. But, and B, nothing makes Americans look more stupid and undereducated than the death of a monarch uh, uh, in a foreign country. Because I feel like it's the Americans that have all the opinions Oh, they are on one. They are they are letting everyone know, like ever, and especially if they're the Christian kinds. Ooh, letting everyone know that that queen is in hell. Oh, for her years of colonialism and imperialism, she's in hell. It's like, do you not even believe in your own book? 
that old bitch is in charge of the church on her end of the world. Do you think that she hasn't had that little I please forgive me, Lord moment? Come on. It's written in your bullshit text. It's in your bullshit literature. You can just ask an invisible person for forgiveness and then you're in heaven, which if we're going to be realistic is hell because your Christian God is the villain of your book. All right. So shut the fuck up. You're going to be in hell with her. You're going to be right next to her. And here's the thing too. It's like Americans forget that we came here to the United States to because, because the Catholics weren't strict enough. Oh, no, no, no. We need to be way more pure than those Catholics. They're divorcing each other and whatnot. We can have that. We got to go somewhere where we're going to put toothpicks up for our fucking fingernails and beat ourselves with fucking sticks so we can feel what Jesus felt. I'm like, and then not only that, we had the same taste for imperialism that they did. We did exactly what mommy did. We came over here and did what mommy did. We were like, oh yeah, we want to capture a bunch of people of color as well. That's absolutely what we want to do. Oh yeah, we want to talk about, we want to take over a bunch of foreign lands that aren't ours. Get over yourselves, Americans. Guys, listen, those are our roots regardless. Like, and honestly, I think that we have surpassed them. <laughs> I mean, granted, we did a whole genocide on like indigenous people of this country talking about stealing jewels and whatnot. Like, we didn't even get jewels out of it. We fucking ravaged the lands for gold. Like, come on, this is all, everything. The whole game is stolen. The whole game is robbery. The whole game is murder. So let's just focus on what's important. That a nice old lady towards the end of her life, I mean, look, she's the only queen I ever knew. She never did anything to me. She never really did anything like, like look, look shitty, you know? So like, an old lady's dead. And now there's a whole lot of focus on her very dysfunctional family. Like, Charles, a 70-year-old king, do we need that? Is that what we're asking for? Just, I think that at this point, just skip over to the young one. Give it to the young one. That's the one who has the most drama. Like, that was the one that was like the latest saga with the Harry and the, the, the older one. It's like, do we need to see the 70-year-old guy do something? Like, I don't get it. But, you know, they're all marrying their cousins and whatnot, you know? Oh, and that is another thing, too. I love how Americans are coming for, like, the incestuous relationship of those third cousins or whatever. When literally you can watch a Maury episode and people are finding out they are or are not the father. All the time. I don't know if I can really talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. And I'm so sorry to uh, my cousin for sharing this story. Um so my cousin um, does not really know who her father is. And that's fine. Listen, the 70s and 80s were rough and crazy and everyone was wild. And uh, uh, maybe my tia was popular. I don't know. But so she doesn't really know who her father is. So she only fucks the most whitest and gingerest of boys because her fear is that she's going to fuck a relative. And honestly... I think more of y'all need to think that way. Y'all live in very small towns. My small town alone, everyone is fucking everybody. There is no way that there are people in my hometown that aren't closely related that aren't doing it with each other. Not by now? Come on. So get over yourself, America. You know, that's who we came from. That's our mummy. <laughs>
Oh my God, what else? Oh my gosh. Okay, so Kyle Rittenhouse. Do you all remember Kyle Rittenhouse? He is that murderer who went to Wisconsin and uh, and shot an activist and a protester, I believe it was, and was exonerated um, by the courts because uh, white folks don't do anything wrong. Well, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm on the TikToks, you know, because I want to be there where I want to be around where the youngs are. So I know uh, what to hate. Um, and Kyle Rittenhouse has gotten himself a lady friend. That's right. He got himself. And listen, by all accounts, she is exactly what you would expect from whatever small town she is from. Like bottle bleach blonde, very, a lot of makeup. So she looks pretty, but we want to see her without but so like they're doing their little TikTok videos now. And I'm going to tell you, I hate him. I hate that guy. And I hate him for multiple reasons. I hate him because A, he killed those people and he didn't know accountability. And B, they do those lip syncing fucking TikToks and he's never right. He's never right. He never has the words. And I'm going to tell you, that's frustrating. As a drag queen, I want you to know, I do a whole so I do a whole show called Learn the Words, bitch, because I want you to learn the words. No the fucking words. All right. Well, listen, before we go to break, I do want everyone to know that October 5th is going to be the very first Battle Babies, which is the new show that I'm hosting in West Hollywood at Stash at 10 p.m. Guys, this is my first weekly show in West Hollywood. It is uh, a show I've done before, so I love it. I trust it, and I'm ready to bring it back. Basically, if you are a beginner drag performer, and that's five years or less, and I don't care your gender identity or expression, I want kings, queens, and everything in betweens, then email us at battlebabiesweho at gmail.com. Send us your name, your number, your, uh, or your name, your uh, information, your phone numbers, your performance names, and... Uh, it's a lip syncing battle show. We make you guys lip sync battle. But uh, every winner goes on to a final at the end of the year for a $2,000 cash prize. So guys, let me pay you some money. Do you know who's not making $2,000 during that? Me, all right? Because I'm a pillar of the community. And I put the children before myself. Selfless, some would say. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. We come back, we have my guest, Buck Angel. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right. We are back with the show. Now, listeners, I am very, very excited. This is going to be the last interview I do for a little while, um, at least a month. Uh, but I wanted to go out with a bang. And I'm going to tell you, this guest is going out with a bang because they are fucking controversial. A, love that. Um, they are knowledgeable. Uh, and they are iconic. So I would like to introduce to you, Buck Angel. You made it! I made it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I just love listening to you. You're hilarious. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, you know, I never know how people are going to take to me during this time because I'm like, please sit and listen because uh, I want to <laughs> ask you. How do you feel about the queen? Are you bothered by this? Are you a royal watcher, Buck? Is this something that at all interests you? 
honestly, I just find it to be the end of an era. That's all. And, you know, I respect the queen. I know that there's a lot of controversy around it. Everything you said was actually right on. So, so right on. And everyone so wants just, to be mad. That's just everyone it. wants to be mad about everything. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, it's ridiculous. Let the lady die. She actually did do some shit, whether you want to believe it or not. I everything the, is about colonialism. I think the biggest thing, though, is that what she did do was she shielded us from her very creepy sons. Yeah. <laughs> because that's all I'm seeing now, Buck. All I'm seeing now is, <laughs> and, and like they were doing the funeral procession and someone uh, called Andrew a pervert. Like, like said wow. you're, a, you're a filthy pervert or something as they were like doing the <laughs> march. And then uh, then was arrested. So I don't really know what their laws are anymore now that Charles is in uh, yeah. the king, but oh, who, who knows? Um, <laughs> how, how about the black aerial? Is that something that, 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 that you think is important? Wait, what was the black aerial again? I For the little mermaid. Oh, yeah. the, oh yeah, no, yeah. yes. Dude, right on. Are you fucking kidding me? Representation. You said it. Representation matters. That means for everyone, not just certain groups of people, but everybody. I thought, honestly, it brought a tear to my eye because I can just see those little kids. You know, when I was a little kid and I saw something that I felt was like what I wanted to be, right? It was like such a powerful space to be in. And everyone on some level has experienced that. They're just not being, but everyone complains about everything now. It's just unbelievable. Let the kids have their shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to have you on because I was saying before we recorded, um, you, I actually became knowledgeable of you from, I think it was Buck's Beaver, to be quite honest. And it was the first, my first experience with a trans male body. Excellent. And um, I had questions, you know what I mean? (laughs) From that moment, I was like, wait, I don't get it. Is he gay? Is he what? Is he what's happening? Wait, so what did, you know, what did they look like before? You know, all of the same ignorant shit that goes into, into one's brain um but i will uh, just i will just disagree it's not ignorant it's not ignorant at all and i don't want you to feel that way the whole point is of me doing that i did it before anyone even saw anybody like me and that that was a 20 that's 20 years old that film and it was groundbreaking because it didn't it did that's what i wanted you you actually did exactly what i wanted to question what is this how is this what that is important to me and that actually means you care on some level so it does yeah before we start i want to ask you this before we even get started yeah um the female you yeah are they dead are they gone like like does it does it bother you like is 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 that trauma to you to 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 know that what you once were no i embrace my female side i'm very open about that if it wasn't or Laura, who she was, I wouldn't be this guy. And so that person struggled. I mean, God, it makes me want to cry every time I think about her because she struggled with this guy. So now this guy has to help that person become a happy person. And because you can never get rid of your past. It's not real, especially a trans person. You have to make those two merge together and come together. And it's why I think I become such a solid, grateful person, because I realized that struggle was to get to here. And now here, I understand who that struggle was. And I love that person with all my heart. If it wasn't that person, I wouldn't be this person. I mean, I think of it this way, Buck. Think about all like trans, gay, queer people who have killed themselves because they couldn't love who they were at the moment you know like we all we all 
we all put up facades. And the thing is, is I feel like there are certain trans people who don't want to give the credit and strength to that because, and, and to me, that makes me so sad because it was like, but that was the face that we were seeing that introduced me to you. You That's know what right. I mean? No, like I, I, I speak to the kids all the time. They call it the dead name. I don't gender me. Don't talk about my old. I'm like, what are you talking about? That is so disrespectful to you, to your own journey. You know, this new idea that you don't need dysphoria or that you don't, you were never a woman or, or a girl or your, your biology isn't real is all transphobic. Every single piece of that conversation is transphobic. You're supposed to transition means you're transitioning to happiness. If you're not transitioning to happiness, you're not transitioning. You're doing something totally else. And I don't even know what that is because I transitioned to fucking happiness. <laughs> yeah, to be happy. I mean, isn't that what finding your true self is? And like That's you right. are from, you're LA, you're, you're SoCal through and through. You, yep. you're, you're a Valley guy. That's right. Um, and uh, you That's grew right. up as a butch gal like that's right that's um, right so so t tell me about this because i think back to like stone butch blues mm -hmm. and i think that we just recently lost him not that long ago the the author of that book. oh yeah oh, no maybe he, a couple Le of leslie, years ago yeah, leslie, leslie Feinberg, but i think no leslie died about gosh has it been longer than that yeah it's maybe been five maybe years more than five more than that my gosh yeah, yeah um yeah. but like that's i remember right. that that book because um thinking from a lesbian perspective no one really thought that lesbians existed back then right. it was like you don't want a man what <laughs> um so the butch the butch woman um was the visible aspect of lesbianism yes. and that's how you came up can you tell me like yeah. what was that like to be a butch woman at that mm -hmm. time like do you mm -hmm. have fond memories of your childhood like was it trauma like no, that's the thing. I don't relate to what's going on today. And of course, I grew up in a, I'm 60. I'm 60 years old. I grew up in the in the 60s and 70s and, and here in the Valley, in the San Fernando Valley. And, you know, I didn't have social media and I didn't have television really on some level. We weren't allowed to watch TV. So I really had to interact in the world. And I was a total little masculine girl, which we called tomboy. Honestly, I had the best childhood ever. My parents were like super cool with me being buck. Right. And like I was just this little dude. And, you know, it was wasn't until older when you know you start to become more of a woman and you know that was in high school where everything prior to that wasn't so bad it was high school that really kind of put me in a tailspin and I, I didn't really function very well in life and that's where alcoholism came into my life suicidal you know um, I actually attempted suicide a couple of times got put into a psychiatric ward I was a cutter I was all of those fucking crazy things and it wasn't until I sort of embraced my sexuality because I, they didn't understand trans back then. It wasn't something, even though I said, I feel like a dude, they would be like, oh, you're just a masculine woman. Yeah. So on some level I was, you know, sort of put into this space, but I will tell you, it was a beautiful space. I, I embraced my, my past of living as a butch female. I, I have so many amazing, beautiful stories. And on some level it was, you know, it just was, this is what I need to tell the world. Nothing is black and white and nothing is ever, ever going to be so perfect for you to just slide into life. You're going to have ups and downs and this and sideways and all of that. Those are actual learning moments. And they're really make you a All of that made me a powerful person. Suffering can make you a powerful person. I, I, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, like, you know, yeah. our stories, our stories aren't the same, but we, we mm -hmm. both were closeted at some point, you know, within That's the right. LGBTQ community. Now, yeah. would you say, because like you have, you've been very outspoken 
regarding um, uh, uh, ch children who are transgender, yep. um, puberty blockers, yep. uh, and stuff like that. Would you say yep. that the dark star, the dark stuff, started to happen to you because you started to see your body change, and that was, and, and that was initially the the the, the catalyst. Yes, 100%. I, I do believe that, you know, because I wanted to be a boy. So I started seeing boobs and then I started getting my period. And then I started sort of looking that female way. 100%. I will never deny that the puberty part can spiral everyone out. <laughs> you cannot relegate that to the trans community. Oh, everyone, no, absolutely. Yeah, we, everyone. We all, yeah, I mean, I That's remember right. not liking what I was seeing either, but knowing That's that right. what I was seeing was mine, it was like, <laughs> well, got to work on that, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, but, but let me say, so yes, I'm very controversial in the sense that I don't believe that children should be put on puberty blockers. That is because I believe puberty is a human thing. I do not believe it's for trans. I think you have to struggle through that puberty because the thing that's happening in puberty is the thing that makes you grow as a human, not as a trans person. So it's growing your brain. If you block, and I've done a lot of research, I'm not just saying this because I think it, it is mm -hmm. an actual real factual thing. Puberty is important. Things grow there. If you block it, you don't get, once you block this certain part of life out, you can't get it back. So this idea that it is reversible is a lie. You're blocking yeah. one year of puberty out that you'll never get back ever. So yeah, I'm controversial in the sense that I think these kids need time to think about this and these kids don't need to be pushed into, they could be gay kids. They so, could hundred percent be gay. Uh, well, I mean, and that, that's the truth too. Cause it's like, I mean, yes. like I, I came, I, I don't, I always said, I don't think I was ever in the closet. I always knew what I was <laughs> but, but, but until I, and it wasn't until I uh, heard the name gay that I was yeah. like, oh, that's me. But I always knew it was me, but like, but <clears throat> I, I, you know what? I never even thought about thinking it's like it's like embracing your puberty. But to me, um, being cis or whatever, being like being happy in my body, like yeah. Granted, I got like a, I got pudgy where I didn't want to get pudgy and whatnot. But um, but I knew that was still me. Like, how can you explain to a trans uh, boy that sorry, you gotta grow the tits, like? Yep. Like, yep. how, how do you explain that? Like, how well, do you how you explain it is the way I did it when I was a kid. You just let them be. You just let them be. You, you stop giving them all of this language because how come all of a sudden in the last five years do we have a 4,000% increase in young girls, not young boys, young girls transitioning to be boys? There's a reason that's happening today. 4,000%. That's a fact right there. Wow. So, yes. So, all I'm saying is slow down. Of course, maybe one out of 500 of those kids might seriously need to have the medicine to, to, to slow down. But the amount of kids they want to put on this immediately block that is absurd to me because they're not even actually using mental health care. So I'm a huge mental health care advocate. I think it's the number one thing you need to do before any medication. You don't want to put a child on medication for the Isn't rest that of their how life. it was before? Like like when, like I thought that's what I always heard before like that's when, right. when people were transitioning they had to do like a year or so of therapy to actually right. um to get there. Now, speaking of mental health and therapy, your family puts you in therapy. That's right. Um uh were you 
were you being truthful with your feelings at that time? That's a great um, question. That is an excellent question. Now I'm 16 struggling with suicide attempts, alcoholism, you know, that place where you don't want to talk to your family or you hibernate. Every time you come home, you go in the, go in the, you know, the room. I was getting bullied at school. There was just layers of stuff. So they sent me there not because of being trans because no one spoke about that. They sent me to a psychiatrist because of my suicidal attempts, my desire not to say anything, my sort of withdrawalness, they didn't understand. My parents were completely confused of what's happening to me. And so when I went to the doctor, I said to him, I feel like a man. And he shut that down immediately, immediately. Really? Yes. So I felt like, wow, I'm not allowed to say this. This is very weird. And psychiatry is different than, right, than therapy. So yes. psychiatrists want to Trying to medicine. fix you. That's Psychiatry right. so, is trying to fix the problem. That's right. Therapy is trying to get to the root, root of the of issue. The, thank you, friend. So right. he gave me medicine. He immediately put me on antidepressants. My parents were like, what? Because I was like, Ugh. you yeah. know what I mean? There you yeah. go. They always want to give you medicine, medicine, medicine. And it's how I kind of feel with the younger trans generation. They just want to medicate you immediately. We need to get to the root. So if you don't know, there's a thing called detransitioners. And these detransitioners have stories you should read because it pinpoints the exact problem we were having right now. And the number one thing they all said was mental health care. Not one of them had long-term mental health care. They were given a 30-minute intake, said, okay, you're trans. Here's your hormones. Go on. I'm not kidding. That I mean, is absurd. I mean, literally was my next uh, question was going to be talking about this big tra detransitioning movement yep. that's been happening. I mean, yep. obviously you just talked about it uh, um, at the beginning of the segment where you were saying how the numbers have increased uh, so much uh, for people who are identifying as trans. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then you also said, hey, you could be just gay, like right. take time. So then you do have these detransitioners who yes. um, like, but, but my, my question is, uh, do you think that, I mean, my, it's like the, the family was at least supportive or what I, I, I'm just, I'm trying to like make the, 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 because in the next segment, we're going to talk about how the non-binary community has, um, has blurred things for the worst in my opinion. That's um, right. and I think that like, it's, it's a, it's a rush to, to believe children, um, when, children don't necessarily have words for things and whatnot. No way. <laughs> but it's like, if, if I run into a detransitioner who had a very supportive family, who, who supported yeah. the, the transition, yeah. like, do you hold that family accountable? Like, I, no, like, I, no. And let me tell you why. Because the family is also being told lies. The family is also being told if your child doesn't transition, they're going to kill themselves. That's like the mantra now, which is so, I'm a parent. I'm a parent of a 10-year-old son. And so I'm, it's not that I know everything, but I'm sure around it. I'm around all his friends. I coach soccer. I'm around kids. And kids are constantly changing their mind on everything, the way they dress, their hair. He's literally changing his haircut every day. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's, he's trying to find his space. So, so I know these kids need to find their space, but if you're giving them words, like I'll kill myself, which they are giving the kids those words, I'll kill myself if you don't give me a binder, I'll kill myself if you don't let me transition, if you don't let me change my name, if you don't let me, we're not doing a service to these young people. We are doing a disservice because that's called detransition. Those yeah. kids, there's a 40,000 plus group of detransitioners. 
come on people and, there's and, something and, wrong here and the thing <laughs> is it's like we we have to think and, and, but they're not allowed to medically cut children is this is am i correct in saying that like they they um mm -mm. Yeah, this is a very gray area, to be honest with you. The, the, the doctors aren't being honest with us and we keep catching them in lies. They keep saying, we don't operate on, on minors. I'm like, oh, really? You don't think a 16-year-old is a minor? A 16-year-old is a minor. So when you're doing uh, um, the top surgery, which is a double mastectomy on a 16-year-old, that's doing surgery on a minor. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't care. So they're lying. You see what they're doing? They're manipulating the words and they're talking like, well, that's old enough to make a decision. Really? Then why can't 16-year-olds drink or get a tattoo or, you know? You know, it's sex? interesting. I just watched John Oliver, who's on HBO Max. He does a great 30-minute show and he was yeah. talking about, yeah. um, oh my God, what was he talking about? Oh, I just lost it. Oh, yeah. Lord, we're going to have to take a break. All right, let's take a quick break. Ah, when we right come on. back, we're going to talk more to Buck Angel. We'll be right back. Thank you. Tony Soto Show. I remember what I was talking about now. On the John Oliver Show, he was talking about how insurance, um, it's always been an issue where insurance covers the medical stuff more than they cover the healthcare stuff. And I feel like, uh, but we're back, by the way. I yeah. feel like maybe that's what's, because like, the importance, for your opinion, how many years of therapy should a young person get before they do anything um, regarding well, a transition? Do you right, have a, a, well, no, because here's the deal. Again, we're, we're putting us all as a monolithic group of people. It's saying all gay men are the same. You're not all the are same? You? Wait, wait, wait. You're yeah, not all the right. same. Totally. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. So I'm like, wait a minute here. It really comes down to the child. Now, I would say at least one year, if I'm going to make across the board at least a year at least a year of really not at, so we have something called affirmation therapy now and affirmation therapy says when you go when a child comes into that space and says i'm trans you as a therapist have to agree you're not allowed to to push back i go how is that therapy uh, therapy is a pushback therapy is a means and a way to say hey wait a minute slow down here my friend let's find out maybe there's something going on maybe there's some kind of trauma you're doing i want my therapist to ask me questions Thank you, friend. Like, Can you uh, imagine if they're just sitting there going, yes, yes, yeah. yes, uh -uh. yes. I want, I want pushback because I know I'm wrong, but I want to be right. <laughs> but now we have kids who are coming in and saying I'm trans when they're really not. And the therapist is by law supposed to affirm or else it's considered conversion therapy. I'm like, that's oh. sick. That is sick. What if this child is gay? Then you're doing conversion therapy on a gay kid. So it works both ways, people. It's not and just honestly, one way. I think what we need to, we need to, because, you know, we live in a, a video game society. Things don't <laughs> grow back after they're cut off. Like there there's, you no, go. there's no regeneration after there's cutting. But I, want, I wanna, but I want to ask you this. How did your life change when you lost your breasts? It, first, before I answer that question, I need you to understand how old I was when I had that surgery. Yeah. So I was 31 years old when I yeah. had that surgery. So there, I want to put that before. Now, that being said, freedom, 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 freedom. I sing the song, freedom. So, so you that's get it. it. I 100% get it. There's this is no what way makes I me mad. I feel like the people who fight you on Twitter act like you don't fucking get it. <laughs> Like, hello, people. I'm advocating for trans people. I'm not not advocating. What I'm advocating for is safeguarding. Okay, what they call me a bootlicker and they call me a um, gatekeeper. I go, first off, whatever bootlicking is, I don't even understand that. I've licked you know, a few boots. 
<laughs> well, people have licked my boots. So I'm See, in the other position. We got tops, we got bottoms. <laughs> However we do it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know what I'm, I, I'm just saying, wait a minute here, people. We, we need safeguards. And, and the only reason I say that is if there were no detransitioners at the rate they're happening, I'd be like, okay, you guys got it on. It's working out perfectly fine. It's not working. And now we have a bunch of people who are maimed, hurt, who will be hurt for the rest of their lives, who should have never been hurt because we have sloppy trans medicine you know what i blame mm -hmm. i blame the phrase living your truth oh god because um because because here's the thing here's how we live now fast we want it fast that's why we failed at a pandemic that's why we're failing at monkeypox that's That's like we're failing at politics because nothing changes as fast as the internet does that's right and so living your truth it's like oh well that's my truth gotta get to it immediately and it makes no sense it makes that's and and that's why i'm like uh buck angel is an elder is a trans elder like we look at it this way like i look at i look at the queer community as like um uh, especially as a gay man it's not a lot of old gay men no a lot of them are dead you know they died from a pandemic from aids that was fucking uh let's run rampant you know what i mean that's right um so when someone who has lived and endured, I mean, you wore your boobs till you were 31. Like, I did. Even when I you did. had the, and you probably could have gotten them taken off sooner. You I know could what have. I mean? Yep. So let, let's talk about the non-binary movement. Okay. Now, I have, uh, I have actively spoken on this show that uh, the LGBTQIA community is only a community because straight people said so. Ah. I do not believe that. Have you like uh, have, have you heard Dave Chappelle's uh, any of his stand up? Of, um, of course. So like he gets a lot of controversy. I think he picks too many fights for no good reason. And I think <laughs> he's dealing with his own demons. But he has one of the funniest and best and most prolific jokes about the LGBTQ community yes. because he has this thing where we're riding in a car and the gays are driving. <laughs> The L's are in the front seat, the B's are in the back, and all the T wants to do is pee, and we want her to shut up. <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> and so it's like, it's like I always say, I'm like, I'm like, you made us be a community. Yeah. You made That's LGBTQ right. people be a community. We never wanted to be a community. Nope. Even during the time of Stonewall, the amount of gay people who shot down all the trans people who were trying to speak at those things, That's Sylvia, right. you know, like all yep. of the icons. Yeah. Like we never wanted to be together. Never. Then we get the NBs. Yep. The NBs want to be under the T umbrella. They want to be trans people. I think they should be under the cues, uh, but that's just me. Yep. The NBs don't like Buck Angel. Nope. They sure don't. Why don't they like Buck Angel? I wish I knew. Because <laughs> the funny thing is, is I have NB friends, many NB friends. I don't give a fuck about your identity choice. They made it up. Like, they love to make shit up. They made shit up about me because they try to shut me down. And it's almost well, it actually is impossible. You can't cancel me. You can't shut me down. It's not going to happen because what I speak is a truth and not my truth, truth and reality. And so because of that, people who are not in our community, listen to me and they don't like that. 
because I speak truth. And so they think that they can just come into a community that I have been a part of for 30 plus years and done a huge amount of work from and come and just railroad everyone that they don't, it's not, I'm not the only one they dislike and just try to push us out of our own space. Well, guess what? They're losing because they're losing because you can't do that. If they want to have space, they create their space and you get along with everybody else in the sandbox. You can't take over the whole sandbox. That's not going to work. This so is this is the, this is the thing that I think is is the is the most tough because uh, the they them, yep. the 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 huge yep. debate on pronouns and yep. how they them is becoming the norm, the standard. And I have been a drag performer for a long time. I have a lot of uh, trans girlfriends as a result. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how well these women uh, present in life, it is their goal to be called she, her, without a question. Why doesn't the non-binary community see that to that that is erasure of a trans movement and they want to be under the umbrella? Why, why do you think that it's, it's, it's like that? Power, domination, no desire to respect other people's choices, hypocrisy. They always talk about themselves in a way that you're disrespecting us. You don't use our, but wait a minute, my friend, you're disrespecting everyone else. So I don't understand this. So, so basically that's why they're losing because they don't know how to play the game. I know how to play the game of life, which is I'm a biological female. This is why they hate me. I acknowledge my biology because it's the reason I'm a transsexual. I'm not trans. I'm a transsexual. Oh, see, and I, that's a scare. That's a word they don't like either. They there you like go. They try, to er- they try to erase my own identity, the hypocrisy of their shit. So I call their shit out all the time. They're constantly saying binary isn't real. I go, oh, really? Then why are you calling yourself non-binary? You should be calling yourself something else then because if binary didn't exist, you wouldn't be calling yourself non-binary. The hypocrisy and the ludicrous. Well, and that's the thing too, because it's like, I, I have been I have been yelled at by a couple of trans people or uh, 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 non-binary trans identified people <laughs> who, um, who are female presenting, but walk around in a full beard. And I'm like, and, and I'm just like, I'm like, you do see that you can shut it off. There you go. Like, like I say that, I say that non-binary is expression. That's right. To me, it it's an expression. And I'm That's like, right. oh, so you like to wear skirts? That's right. Then cool. I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm That's saying right. don't don't enter a movement. Cause here's the other right. thing. And I don't want to know your opinion on this. Yeah. Like the, since the since the trans, like we've had a lot of um, let's let's say like there's been like uh trans non-binary people who have been uh who have like won awards or they they're politicians or whatever yeah. and yeah. they're billed as the first trans non-binary person and it's like doesn't that take away from a transsexual person yep it does but they don't care because they keep calling me derogatory they keep calling me antiquated they keep saying that what i'm saying is transphobic transphobic i'm an actual transsexual they keep saying i have internalized transphobia it's called gaslighting my friend this is the only maneuver they know how to do they never read the art of war which i did so that being said they don't know how to play the game they're just like i'm gonna kill you and take you out well guess what I'll sit here while you literally eat yourselves alive. Because here's the deal. I have a disorder. 
I have an actual mental disorder that I have been diagnosed by a medical doctor who said I have gender dysphoria, which means I can move on with my disorder and use the medical space. And they have total disrespect for my disorder and telling me that I don't have a mental disorder and that anyone can be trans and that you don't need gender dysphoria is the most insane, disrespectful thing you can do. People like me are in a medical space. We have a medical disorder. The whole other transgender umbrella does nothing for me. It's not my space. I don't understand it. It's all about identity. A non-binary person chooses their identity. I never chose this. This is an actual disorder and I do not live in my disorder. I am a transsexual man who transitioned to live male. I live as a man. I don't live as a trans person. That is not my identity. Do you see the difference? Yeah, absolutely. And now, do you think that, well, I, I think I know the answer to this, but like, um, the, with the, with the non-binary community, um, being under the trans umbrella, yeah. Asking for they, them, asking yep. for bloody waters or, or, or muddy waters. Everything is gray. <laughs> the life is gray. Yep. This makes us look ridiculous yep. to the straight community. That's right. That's exactly right. And like, so, and, well, I, and especially trans people who it's like, it's like, oh, wait, this person, this person with a beard says there is she, uh, well, well, why right. can't this uh, uh, person yep. who maybe not presents completely whatever gender they want you know, like, why honestly, can't they change it or whatever? They can do whatever they want. That's what I keep saying. But for some reason, I can't. Do you see? Do you see mm -hmm. the difference? Mm -hmm. I, I'm Go ahead, my friend. Have a beard and a dress and do whatever the heck you need to do. But don't get mad at the world when they see you as a man and they mispronounce your pronoun. Because look, nobody ever calls me she, dude. Ever. Ever. Even when they know I used to be a fucking female, right? Yeah. They don't, and then you'll have a vagina and all those. They still call me he. Well, how come I don't get misgendered? Well, because I transition to look like a man. You're transitioning to look like something that confuses the world. And that's fine. That's your space. But don't get pissed off when people don't go along with your thing. That's why it's so immature. The whole thing is immature. And it's, I always say this their house is built on a false weak foundation and guess what happens when your house is built on a false weak <laughs> my house is not built on a false weak foundation i lie about nothing i'm honest to the world about who and what i am and i have a strong foundation you do and honestly i i i i, I live for your tweets um, <laughs> i love you i <laughs> i um i do want to push back on something good with you book good. angel for a moment yeah. because yeah. in my research <laughs> um, I see that you do like this kind of stuff. You have shows where you interview somebody and you yeah. interviewed a Southern California drag queen who I've never heard of. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying I am the best <laughs> drag queen that you've never heard of. And uh, I am around. Never heard of this drag queen before. <laughs> and uh, this drag queen um, uh, uh, said that children do not belong around drag queens. Right. And I wanted to push back on this. Okay, cool. Because... Let us not forget John Wayne Gacy was a clown performer who uh, murdered boys and yep. ate them. So, or whatever he did, fucked them. Um, yep, yep. And now granted, yes, I do think that kids, because of the commercialization of the game show, RuPaul's Drag Race, I do think kids want drag queens to come to their parties now. I do think that they want a drag queen to come to their birthday parties. Yep. I would never, but I have uh, read to children. I have done the drag queen story hour. Mm -hmm. I've only ever been in libraries when I've done it. Okay. And it's it's uh it's never been an adult thing. Okay. And so 
so when I was listening to this interview and he was like talking about like, yeah, drag queens party and, you know, they fucking don't want to be around those drugs and all this. I mean, sure. Kids aren't coming to bars where we can do blow in the dressing rooms. Not me. Don't do coke anymore. Gave that up ages ago. I want to stay young. But um, uh, to me, I think drag queens are actors. It's like, yeah, you're going to get that messy drag queen at the bar, but just like an actor can play a serial killer, they can also play a hero. So when I read to kids, I was just reading the kids. Do you think that there's that the kids shouldn't be around drag queens? Well, again, it's it's not black and white. And this is the problem of conversations today. Everything Mm -hmm. is so hardlined, right? Even even our politics is hardlined. It's ridiculous. So I will say there are times that I believe drag queens should not be around children. I grew up in the drag scene, too. I understand that half my friends are drag queens. And it's a very adult space. We all know that. Kids are never there. At that time. But that's going to be where I'm going to disagree. I have been in bars where I have actually seen people bring their children to the bar. And a 10 year old. We don't know what they do in the South. We can't be. <laughs> no, actually, here in West Hollywood at oh. Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> oh, because it's a brunch restaurant thing. That's right. Okay, so, okay. And they're going crazy, those drag queens. They're flipping and showing their, you know. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, there, there's a time and a place. Now, if it's in the library and you're dressed like a matronly old lady who's never, I do not. Showing not. Your, no, never. You know, it's, I look it's rich. The sex- <laughs> it's the sexualization I think that people are sort of trying to push back on and saying that, you know, there, it's a sexualized space, which it can be. Maybe but I'm I saying that a drag that. queen flailing around and maybe with her legs up yeah. in the air at a hamburger Mary's yeah. is less intrusive to that yeah. child than yeah. a horror movie that was made uh, that all the fucking 100%. kids are going to in the theater. I, I, I totally agree with on you. What, what the problem is now, those people over there that hate us grabbed a hold of this, right? They yeah. Like they grabbed a hold of trans kids, like they grabbed a hold of, and now we all look like a bunch of fucking wing nuts. It's why I've got to step into that space and talk to the conservatives, because which I do a lot, because mm-hmm. I have to, because if we don't, we're just, they're just going to cut us out completely and think we're all crazy. And I'm like, we're not all crazy. In fact, more of us disagree with the majority of what's happening. In this I mean, that's why they're being really quiet about monkeypox. You know that's what I mean? exactly like, right. The thing is, is like, here's what I always I, I tell people a lot they're waiting for the next thing to take us out you yep, know sure and are. if it's not sure them are. by their guns it, right. they're, they're hoping it's going to be the next disease and that's why it's like uh, I, I I just you know I I you know, question our I, I question the need for us to be so representative for each other that's right because that's my right. thing is is my G doesn't know your tea. That's right. And all I can be is supportive to you. Like that's literally all I can be. Like, whatever even be that like, means. What I can be, that yeah. Mean? That means that you can be whatever you want. And that's I will right. say what you are, whatever you want. And you know yeah. what? And I will let people know that, that, that this, like this trans person is my friend and this person is my friend. It doesn't even fucking matter. Like, that's do right. you want, do you want, but, right. but here's my question. You don't ever want to not be a trans man. Like, like, well, I or, am. Or, I can or, never or, not. Well, no, be like, do you want be. the? Do you ever want the trans part removed? No, like, take it off. No, 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 because it's important that we always. So, so for example, trans women are women. Now, come on, people. Yes, they are. They look like women. They want to be women like me. I'm a man. I, I walk around. But the but reality, you're gonna go to a lady doctor. 
<laughs> I have to do that because I have to do lady things because I still have lady stuff. Yeah. So that, that being said, you know, we can't take it so to heart. The thing is that's important is our trans descriptor is important because I'm not the same kind of man as you. I do you do think there of- should be uh, trans male and female sports stuff separated? Do you yes, think that that's 100%? Trans so women. Too. Trans women cannot compete with biological women. As you see, we've seen it. They destroy women. I was a professional women, woman athlete. I was a high-ranking professional athlete I'm t- as a woman. And I'm telling you right now, if that shit happened when I ran, I'd have quit. I'd be like, fuck you. I'm not doing this anymore. This is cheating. It's so- a whole commercial market waiting to be tapped. That's like, right. Listen, there's an audience for it. There's cash to be made. That's all, everything we're talking about is about money. So let's be real here. Everything, medicalization, surgeries, all of it. They don't give a shit about us. They're using us in a means and a way to create a market as well as why would we want to push kids into transition? Why would we want to do that? What you should be doing is pushing them out of that space so they don't have to be medicalized for the rest of their life. This isn't fun. Do you think I like this? I fucking hate it. But well, you I think about it. it, you have to take uh, a hormone you take hormone pills every there day that's uh, right. for the that's rest right. of your life. That's you, right. I mean, I'm, I'm an HIV positive man, so I have yep. to take uh, yep. meds every day to stay alive. Right. I, you know, you don't know what that's doing to our livers. That's right. What it's doing, to, you know, to, to have to take meta daily medication. That's right. Um, so I, I, and, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up, but yeah. you, you said earlier, lazy trans medicine. So yes. it's like, it's like yes. we need then we need a medical movement that is taking trans issues more seriously and That's not just right. trying to throw throw quick fixes, which are thank you life changing fixes. I mean, dude, these people who tr- detransition are so mad and angry because they will never go back to being women. They have bo- no boobs and beards and hysterectomies and all kinds of shit that if psychologically fuck them for the rest of their lives. Do we care? Do we actually really care? Because I do. Oh yeah, I think, and I think that the the sorry thing is, is that the people that there's a lot of people who truly don't, and even the ones who say they do don't, and that's where I'm like, I, that's where I'm like, I hate the, I hate, I hate the distraction that the NB community has brought into the trans. That's right. That's because right. it's like I feel like I feel like if you can take it off, you're not being murdered. You know, that's right. I think about that's all right. the people no, no who one knows murdered. they're non-binary. They could walk down the street every day and they're yeah. in their space. Nobody knows they're non-binary. Yeah. And like, I think about all the, I, I mean, I just think about all the trans women of color who oh. were just trying to go to the store or whatever. That's right. I have many do... friends. Who, yeah. I have friends who got killed because of the same thing. And so yeah. that's and we're not even the... talking about that still. Like that was a hot topic. And now, and it's not like it, that's it's right. not happening. That's still. right, dude. Done. You well, know, they're disgusting. You know, Buck, I'm so thankful that you came on my show uh, and talked to me today. I'm thankful for you. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you on social media and if you have <laughs> anything coming up? Oh, gosh, man. Let, me, let Just find me on Twitter, but be careful. <laughs> it's Buck Angel. <laughs> Instagram, Buck Angel. I'm not really on Facebook, but there's Buck Angel there, too. I'm on the TikTok, Mr. Buck Angel. Uh, that I go on there for the same reason you do, because I think it's important to watch the young generation and see what's going on. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I have a website, Buck Angel. I'm, I have a YouTube, Buck Angel. You can reach me anywhere. If you want to have a conversation with me, please reach out to me. I'm, I'm available because I believe that that's how we're going to make change in a positive way. So, you know, it means a lot to me that you brought me on your show and give me space to have a different opinion than yeah that's- thank you i mean and, and the thing is it's like i i i just know that like in this world now especially being someone who is 
I'm great in my gender affirmation and my fucking, I like, it's like, it's like, I have to keep my goddamn mouth shut a lot of the time, <laughs> a lot of the time. And, and, and my opinions aren't necessarily always the ones that are going to go with the, the flow. And that's like why, when I brought up my girlfriend, Sarah Andrews, I was like, I came to her immediately about the envy stuff. I, was yep. like, I don't think you're all the same. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, I want to know, I want, if I have questions, I want to know that I can go to my elders and ask them. And so thank you so much thank for, you for coming on the show. Thank now, you. guys, if you like the Tony Soto show, you can go and find my iTunes page and subscribe to it, rate the show, leave a comment. It surely does help. I am the Tony Soto show on everything, which is Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'll be back. Yeah. Next week. I'll be back again next week. And, uh, do I have anything happening no oh yes oh guys oh no i can talk about that next week all right bye guys <laughs>